You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, uh, greetings to all you precious saints of the Lord. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we struggle in our walk simply because we don't understand the ways of the Lord. And so many times we as Christians, we want to force God to operate in the way that we think. And he said this, he said, my ways are not your ways. And he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. So God operates in a different realm. And so really the key to long-term victory in the kingdom of the Lord, instead of trying to get God to come into our dimension of how we think, God wants to bring us up into his realm and revealing himself to us. And I guess every day when I pray, I tell the Lord, I said, reveal yourself to me, God. Let me see measures of you and, and facets of you that I've never seen. So uh, I wanna talk to you a little bit out of the uh, book of 1 Corinthians today, which is where we're gonna take our, our text. And uh, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8 through 10. And this is Paul speaking, and he said, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our troubles which came to us in Asia. This is the part I want to really want to talk about. He said, We were pressed out of measure above or beyond our strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. Uh, let's just stop there for a moment because, you know, there's a lot of people that we know that we can understand if they told us I'm discouraged or, you know, I, I just I feel like I'm at the end of my rope. But when you think of Paul, I mean, you think of this tremendous man of God, there's probably nobody in the New Testament outside of Christ that we would think is more powerful or more mighty than the Apostle Paul. Uh, God showed him things that he's never showed any other man. You think about that, that in those three years that he shut himself in with the Lord after his conversion on the road to Damascus that God began to reveal himself. And so these epistles that, that we read, these letters that Paul wrote to the churches and to Timothy and Titus, um, he was writing out of the revelation of God. And this revelation that Paul had was not, uh, it was not intellect, it was not natural revelation. Because before Paul got saved, the scripture tells us, he said, I was schooled at the feet of Gamaliel. Uh, he was, he said, I had a zeal for the scriptures. He understood the law. He had such understanding of the Old Testament, and yet he did not know who Jesus was. And in a moment when God touches him, um, God shifts him to realizing that Jesus is the Son of God. And so over those few early years of Paul's life as a believer, God begins to pour into him the word. So you would think that somebody that had this kind of revelation wouldn't get discouraged. And Paul begins to write here. He said, we encountered something. He said, I got into a place that I was so pressed out of measure 
that I despaired of life. He said, I, I thought I was going to die. Um, he said, I was beyond my strength. And when I read that, <clears throat> I thought he was pressed out of measure. And the Holy Spirit just quickened this other verse to me. Uh, we're going to go ahead and read it now. It's in the book of Romans, chapter 12. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me there. But Romans, chapter 12. Uh, just really the last part of this verse I want, but I'll read the whole verse. For I say, through the grace given unto me, and of course this is Paul speaking again, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, accordingly, as God <clears throat> has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So the scripture here says that, that God gives every man a measure of faith or an allotment of faith, a proportion of faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so um, I think it's in John, the third chapter, verse 34, it says that concerning Jesus, we, we think of Jesus, Jesus did incredible things. I mean, he could just, he, could, he stopped every funeral, every instance where we read about him encountering somebody dead, he raised them back from the dead. He could command leprosy, uh, people whose appendages were, were rotting off. He could just speak a word and they were brand new. Uh, he could create eyes. Uh, he did, uh, when we read about the works of Jesus, we're amazed. We think, how did, how did Jesus do all of that? Why was he not intimidated by the Pharisees or demon spirits? And John 3.34 says this, that God gave the spirit unto Jesus without measure. In other words, he was unlimited in his power. When Jesus needed, listen, when it took great power to, to bind a demon, Jesus was not limited in his power. And so he could do everything that he did because there was so much. The Bible declares this, that in Jesus Christ, all the fullness of God dwelt bodily in Jesus. But Paul writes here and he says to every one of us, God gives a measure or a proportion of faith. So now we come back to our original verse and Paul begins to speak here and he says, I was pressed out of measure until he said, I was despairing of life. I didn't think I was going to live. And I thought, Lord, what was he pressed out of? I think that he was pressed, I know this, that he was pressed out of his measure of faith. That he, all of his faith was used up. Whatever he was encountering, he stayed there long enough. He battled it until it exhausted his faith and he was pressed out of his proportion of faith. And when he got to the end of his faith, when there was no more faith, he said, I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna make it. I'm despairing of life. <clears throat> All of us, if you have a 
call of God on your life, there is going to be a season, especially if you have a five-fold ministry calling. God is going to allow you to go through a season where you get pressed out of your measure of faith. And Paul writes this and he talks about, he said that when he talks about to every man is given a measure of faith, he prefaces it by saying men not to think more highly of themselves than they ought. Whenever people begin to be used by God and they're operating in their measure of faith, there, if we're not careful, there's a tendency to begin to be lifted up in pride. And we begin to think, well, you know, I'm special, I'm different from everybody else, and, you know, God really needs me, and look what I'm doing. And sometimes um, God will allow people to begin to be pressed out of their measure. And they say, well, Pastor, why? Well, Paul begins to write here, and he gives the explanation on why he was pressed out of measure. He said, we had the sentence of death in us. He said, I truly thought that I was going to die. Whatever it was that he was encountering, God allowed him to encounter it, and it pushed him out of his realm of faith. I know you've been there, because I've been there, where, you know, we, we love God and we think, Lord, I've got faith. There's nothing that can separate me. But what about those times that we've encountered in our lives to where we think it's over and our gift isn't enough and we despair of life? And Paul said this, he said, the reason that this happened was so that we would not trust in ourselves, but we would learn to trust in God that raises the dead. Look, notice how he connects this. He said, I had the sentence of death in me, but he said, in that moment, God did something in me that I would know that even when it looks like I'm dying and it's over, that if I will not try to be introspective and trust in me and my measure of faith because I've been pressed out of it. He said, God is saying, look to me because even when it looks like you're dying, he said, if you'll trust in God, who does what? Who raises the dead. That's what happens. And so there are going to be times that you and not very many times in life. I, I can only think of a couple of times in my own life that I have been pressed literally out of measure that I thought I was not going to make it. Um, when God is going to um, give us another dimension of him, God will allow us to be pressed out of measure because he wants to give us another measure of faith. And most of the time, when God is going to put something in your life that's new, he will empty out what's already there. And uh, I, I look back on my own life personally, and 36 years ago, God 
allowed me to go through a season where I was pressed out of measure. I mean, it was stripped of everything in life. I had lost my church, my wife, my son. I was broke, I wound up homeless. And I remember um, just sitting with a gun to my head, thinking, I can't do this. And God allowed me to be pressed out of measure. But it's in those seasons that God has to break trust in us. Uh, people that really do great things for the kingdom of God, they have a strong nature, normally. They, they have to have a, an ability to press through things. They're not easy to manipulate it. They don't give up easily. And that trait, even though it can be good, if it's, if it's controlled by the Lord, can also be a death sentence for us because it'll start making us think it's me and not Christ. And so uh, I, the prophetic ministry that I have in, in the office of the prophet that I, that I walk in, I didn't always have that. In fact, I, I preached for 15 years and never knew about the prophetic, didn't know what it was, hadn't uh, never been around it. We weren't raised it, around it in our church. We didn't see it operate. And when, when God allowed me to be pressed out of measure and stripped me of everything in my life until I, I literally wound up not having anything, uh, I remember um, all that I had left was a toolbox, a pair of boots, work boots, and I had my Bible with my preaching notes. That I, and, and if you're a minister, you know this, you don't save every message that you preach, but there are certain messages that really came with a cost or you feel like God reveals something, you would save that. And, and I had saved all those messages and I wasn't preaching, I, I didn't have any, I had been so pressed out of measure that I couldn't preach anymore. I, I, I just didn't have it in me. I was empty. And I remember the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to go burn your preaching notes. And I, I told the Lord, I said, um, that's just one of the last things I have. It represents who I am. And God said, go burn them. And uh, it actually took me a couple of weeks before I could really get to the place where I told the Lord I would. And I remember one night I went out and I was just, I had been sleeping on the floor uh, of an, some people's home and I'd went out into the back and we were, it was a wooded area and I built a small fire and I took all my preaching notes and I began to burn them. And I asked the Lord, I said, why? And God said, because what I'm going to put back in you when you speak again, it'll be my words and not yours. And within about a year, maybe a little bit longer, uh, I saw God uh, bring me into the realm of the prophetic and it was supernatural. God had to allow me to be pressed out of measure, out of my measure of faith. That I despaired, I, I thought, God, I can't, I, I don't have any answers. And then the Lord, he, what he wanted to do, he wanted to give me a new measure of faith. There are a lot of you that say, Pastor Ken, I, I'm there. I, I just, nothing works anymore. I, I don't know what's happening. What is it? God is getting ready to make a deposit of a new measure of faith. And 
you know, we get pressed, and I, I think it's, uh, maybe it's in, let's see if I ever written down, this is in uh, 1 Peter 4.12. He said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as, so, as though some strange thing has happened to you. You gotta, you gotta pick this up because he starts this verse out. I mean, it's talking about just intense testing. But he starts out, he says, beloved. Those whom the Lord loves, he chastens. He said, beloved. He said, you're gonna have some seasons where you're gonna go through such a fiery trial. <clears throat> you're gonna, you're gonna get pressed out of measure until you, you're, you're gonna despair of life. You're gonna, I'm sure that a lot of us have been there. There have been seasons where I thought, Lord, just let me go home. Just, I don't have the joy of, of ministry and nothing seems to work. Just let me go home. That's the fiery trial. It can be sickness. Um, when, when my son passed in, in February, and those of you that, that watch our services know that we believe in divine healing. And uh, I practice it. We pray for the sick. And um, I've seen some great things happen. And uh, of course, when Josh got sick, I truly believed that the Lord was going to raise him up, even though he was in a coma. And I never considered it any other way. I just felt like this will be another miracle that the Lord is going to do to show the body of Christ's power. And so I always thank God for healing. And even when my son passed, I, I believed that God would raise him from the dead. And um, it just, it never occurred to me really that Josh wasn't going to come out of that. And of course, he passed. And um, I mean, we, we did what the Word said. We declared the Word. We didn't entertain anything else. And I went to the Lord in prayer and I said, I am confused because the Word works. You said, if we do these things, then you would do this. And I said, it didn't work. And of course, a pastor had heard from the Lord and he shared with me some things that, that gave me some peace about it. But I remember going to prayer and I was pressed out of measure. I literally was pressed out of my faith. I told the Lord, I said, how can I pray for the sick anymore when I don't believe that it works? And it was in that season that God began to speak and, and gave me some, some prophetic word from somebody else that gave me the answer. You, if you can survive the trial, and all of us are human, so we have a tendency that when we're successful, we learned it. We we think, well, you know, me and God, boy, He needs me, and uh, God doesn't need anybody to perform His word, but He's looking for people that give Him the glory, and so you know, fire um, to withstand pressure. Paul said, I was pressed out of measure. And so that, you, you think about that, there's such intense pressure on him that it's literally squeezing him. It's like the life is coming out. And, and yet we know he survived. God never intended to let him fail. But 
pressure, the fire. Fire is what tempers steel. For us to be able to withstand intense pressure of the enemy and of life, we have to be tempered in God. And steel, you can make a beautiful sword, but if it's never been tempered, it's never been put in the fire, when it's wielded in battle, it will break, it will bend, the edges will, will have all kinds of chips and become dull because it was never put through the fire. It was beautiful to look at, but it was only good to look at. God is not interested in the world seeing you. He wants them to see Christ in you. So the Lord tempers you and I. That's why we go from faith to faith and victory to victory, is that each time we go through those seasons, and not all of them are going to be of the magnitude I'm talking about, to where God presses you out of measure, but most of the time, when you go through a season where God allows you to be pressed out of measure, it's because the Lord said, I've got a new measure that I'm getting ready to put in you, so I need to empty you out so I can fill you up with the newness of God. And the heat, listen, fire can either melt the steel or it can harden it. And how we respond in those seasons where God allows us to be pressed, they're not joyous times. Uh, they're lonely times, uh, they're difficult times, and generally, I know for me, and probably for a lot of you, when you're going through it, you don't think it's ever going to end. You think this is how it's always going to be. And then one day, without any warning, God will speak a word over your life from heaven, and everything changes. And there's a deposit made, another measure of faith. And this measure that God gives you, you're not going to get pressed out of it you are going to be able to do everything that God's called you to do. Well, I hope this helps you. Uh, I feel, um, so many of you, I feel what you're going through, and I want to encourage you in the Lord. I hate it when I cry, um, but God feels what you're going through, and God's a very compassionate God. And I can tell you from experience that um, you don't realize it, but the Lord's holding you very close in these seasons. And you will come out in great victory. So God be with you. May the face of God shine upon you. I'll see you next week. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.